0: Hey there Crosswinds family and friends, welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week we're dedicated to bringing you the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. I want to give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer, as well as Sheldon Boyce, our assistant producer. They work hard every single week to make sure that this podcast is available to you. So thank you very much for all the work you do on that. Um, uh, This is our second episode where we're talking about Christmas memories from people on staff. I have uh, back with us Betty Ryan. Betty, great to have you here for this episode. Good to be here. I have Dave Wright, who's here as well
1: good to be here
0: and Brian's uh, who uh, Brian Solar is on staff still as far as part of one of our teaching pastors but has uh, made the transition he is uh as of this recording still on staff actually here in the building um, but as you hear it he will have been uh, out in the secular world just projecting because you can't answer this question in actual experience but projecting right how's the world treating you Brian
2: uh good. <laughs> it's good to be here, Craig, to see all of your faces again. Again. I've missed you so much. So
0: much. He hasn't left yet and
2: never will totally leave because we'll see him. No, but I'm but always on the day to day around, Betty, I'm always here. Brian's I'm always so watching. Grateful. He's I'm always so watching. Grateful.
0: But I'm excited about this episode. We're just going to share some Christmas memories and uh um I mean, some of them may be spiritual, deeply spiritual ones. They don't have to be. Um, if you listened to the last episode, you know that many of them weren't. Um, so it's okay. Uh, we're just sharing sort of the season and some memories that we, we go look back to. We did this last year, so I don't know if this will be our tradition that we'll just take a couple episodes and do this or if after this year we've exhausted it. But right now, we'll, the pressure's on us. Is this an episode that we would do a year from now?
2: We got this, team.
0: We got this. I believe in us, okay? So, Betty, start us out. Start us out. I went to you first. A Christmas memory. And it doesn't have to be a long memory. Maybe it's something happened yesterday. We're in the Christmas season.
3: A Christmas memory, I think, that we always – my parents had this – idea of the tree full of all these presents right you know and so we would get up in the morning and there was just presents all over the place and um all of that but when we got up it was probably just after they went to bed so it was probably one in the morning so yes it was christmas and you guys were able
0: to get up that early oh my
3: gosh my mother was all about whenever we we she was she was more excited than we were in order to engage in, you know, opening the presents and having fun and all that stuff on uh, at that particular time in our lives. And um, so we would do that, we would get up, it would all be done and, um, or at least the present part would be done and we would call, I would call my friends at t- two three in the morning. Oh my goodness. And So then they would get up and then their families would get up. And um, so I remember that was kind of something that we started and, uh, have come since to do it a little differently, but it was one of those things that we did anyways is just to not, not worry about going to bed at all, just staying there and waiting till we heard them go to bed and get right back up. That yeah.
0: is amazing. Yeah. What
2: iPhone number did you have back then? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we always had to up. wait. Like we would – is it time yet? Is it time yet? Until we wore them down.
3: Well, and nowadays my kids have to get up and we read the Christmas story together and we – they have to make us breakfast. They and make you they breakfast? They make us breakfast. We don't always wow, want to how eat it. How did I miss that tradition? Mm-hmm. That's an it amazing tradition. New tradition.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's starting this yeah. year.
3: And uh, and then we usually do stockings and we relax throughout the day sure. a little bit in open presence. So, oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. That's great.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Prime, we're going to jump over to you.
2: Yeah, so <clears throat> uh, if you've listened to some of the earlier episodes my family really didn't start, you know, coming to church till I was nine. So growing up, like when I was full in the Christmas spirit, it was just all about the gifts, all about the presents. And you would never know it now, but I was, I was very mischievous growing up. And my brothers and I, we would find presents in the house before Christmas. In fact, there's a story of back when the Razor Scooter first came out that uh, my brother Kyle and I, we found them in my mom's uh, in dad's closet, and we un-unpackaged them, and we actually wrote them in the house. This is pre-Christmas. Put them back in, wrap them all back up, and we got them on Christmas morning. <laughs> and so, did yeah, did they we, know it? Uh, no, we told them this like 15 years did after. Did you still get fact. in trouble after that? Uh, yeah, pretty. Yeah. I got grounded. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's I an mean, adult. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but we would we would do all sorts of stuff like that. But you know, just the excitement of that night. it, it was just, it's just hard to put into words when you're a kid, you know, you just, you can't fall asleep and then you're up at the crack of dawn and um, we, we had to wait till the sun was at least like coming up a little bit before we could get out of bed type deal. So it wasn't a one o'clock thing, buddy, but that's a fun Christmas memory. My sister also Christmas morning for whatever reason, when she was a toddler, stuck a Cheerio and lodged it up her nose. And so the entire experience was like halted because we're, my parents are panicking about this Cheerio up in her nostril and we all really were upset at my three-year-old sister for doing that to us, you know, but.
0: Three years old, you're like jerk. Who invited her, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dave? Well, I grew up in Rapid City, South Dakota, and one Christmas we drove out. We took family family trip out to uh, uh, northern California into the the woods in the snow where uh, my mom's parents, my grandparents, had a, a really awesome cabin out in the woods in uh, just out of Alturas was the name of the town, and um, my mom's sisters came up with their families, and so it was just all of us at the grandparents' amazing house, um, with you know cousins and aunts and uncles, and uh, just opening presents. And they had four wheelers, and uh, we went sledding, and just th- I was—I think I was eight years old. It was just such a fun trip out to California. Um,
2: That's awesome, close to the yeah. Oregon
1: border. Border there, and. Um, just a really good memory that I have of being with family and a family that I didn't see that much because they all lived in California and I lived in South Dakota. And so it was really fun to see all of them. They're a lot of – they're hoot. Now, how far
0: of a trip is that from South Dakota to, to California?
1: Oh, my goodness. You're I eight. You should remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like 15 hours or something. Yeah, okay. Probably slower speed limits back then. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I those, yeah, the horse didn't get
0: you there that fast. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the family Oldsmobile.
0: Yeah. Last, uh, if you heard the last episode, I shared an interesting Christmas story with my brother. But I got two quick ones. I just want to share about him uh, because um, because when he hears this, he he'll be upset with me. But the first one was: Do you still have silly string? Yes, so, they do. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we open up the silly string, and you know the parents go upstairs and. We're having a silly string war. Now, why they would give a silly string is beyond me anyway. You know, I mean, come on. And we're shooting and shooting. So I shoot him in the eye with the silly string. He acts like it's like acid. I mean, he's like, I mean, screaming, running around. We got the silly string taken away. And so to this day, I forgive him, but there's still a little pain there that I couldn't keep the silly string just because he got shot in the eye because I had a better aim than him at that point. Um, that was taken away, Eric. I love you, but man, alive, man, that was ridiculous. And then the other story of him was okay. So this is back in the day. You would have Santa Hotline, and so you would now you could do it on app. Now you can do it online, much more highly sophisticated. You have satellite imagery. And he's come of a long Santa. Way. Yeah, I mean, just he's he's up with the times, he right? Is, yeah. And we've caught up with Santa. And, and so back then, you had to call, and so you would call a number. And it would say Santa is now in, and it would give you the idea. Well, we were still living in New Jersey, and we on Christmas Eve night, the family would come over, like all my mom's family on Christmas Eve, and uh, we call Santa Hotline. We're both listening, you know, holding the receiver between us, and it says Santa is now heading into North Jersey. To which he hangs up the phone and runs around the house, saying, "Go home." Go home, get out of here, go home. Santa's on his way. Because uh-huh. we were told if you're up, oh, yeah. Santa's not stopping by. <laughs> sure so he's like is. literally, mm-hmm. and so mom and dad had to tell him that he was in North Jersey. It was going to take him a while, maybe even head over to Philly a little bit before he got to our house. So it's okay if we hung out for a little longer. But yeah,
1: go home, get out of here.
0: <laughs> you gotta voice go of a home. child. Mm-hmm. What's that? Yeah, the oh yeah, yeah, a- yeah, yeah. I remember just standing there going, <laughs> That might have been the same Christmas I got my silly string taken away from.
2: What in the world? My goodness. Let's get with it here. Uh, Have you guys ever not been home for Christmas Day? I know, Dave, you said you were in California. But only one time in my life have I not been actually home for Christmas Day. I just love being home.
0: Yeah, there was times where we would fly out on Christmas Day to head down to my parents in Florida or drive down. A lot of times we did that. Um, so, I, But there was one time um, that, that I wasn't home. But
3: I remember we left after Christmas Eve services here a few years ago, maybe five or six years ago, and we drove to Oklahoma, which is where my son and his wife were. So we got there on Christmas night. I it was still Christmas night when we arrived, probably close to midnight. And uh, so we could celebrate a portion of Christmas with them, and then we got to go look at, they had this amazing display of Christmas lights, and we got to go do that. So that was kind of a fun memory, but driving all night on Christmas Eve into Christmas morning, there wasn't a lot of traffic.
0: Yeah, we, we went, about 11 years ago, we, we, uh, we had decided we were going to leave the day after Christmas. but So we get up, we have our Christmas morning, um, we've eaten breakfast, and we're sitting there, and we just all decide, let's go to Florida now. Let's not wait until tomorrow. So we pack up and head down. And you know, Krista took what we were going to have for dinner and put it in the fridge. Who knows what that was about uh, when we got back. But we're heading down. But you realize there's not anything open really on Christmas Day to stop and eat Christmas dinner. And so one of our favorite Christmas dinners was at a Waffle House. <laughs> and if you've ever been to a Waffle House, mm-hmm. that's some good eating. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it, to this day, we talk about, hey, what was one of our favorite Christmas dinners? It's Waffle House on the way down to Florida at the time from Michigan, um, to spend Christmas with the parents. So, all,
2: um, my wife, Becca, she has, she's the youngest of 10. And so it was in 2014, two years after we were married, they, they called it uh Fitz-Miss 2014. And all 10 kids came home for just this massive. So at that time, uh, cause there was about 20 nieces and nephews, there was 36 just in her immediate family. And it was insane. It was such a cool experience, but, um, you know, it was, it was neat because they're all up in Nova Scotia, Canada, and so doing Christmas Eve at another church, that was the first time that's ever happened for me, and um, getting up and not being in my own space was unique, but also just really, really cool memory from that.
0: That is really cool. Any, any things that uh, stick out as far as, like, what your earliest memory of, like, church stuff at Christmas?
3: Yeah, so my earliest memory, which I've shared with you, Craig, was... Um, when I went, uh, friends down the street just asked me last minute if I wanted to go to church with them. And so we went to a service, and it was the midnight service. And, you know, I remember it was a beautiful night, and we went to this midnight service, and I'll never forget it. You know, so I don't know. What How I old was, were you then? Maybe seven or eight. Okay. You know, and it's it's I don't remember a lot from seven or eight. Yeah. But I remember going to that service and just enjoying, um, enjoying the peacefulness of it, you know, cause not a lot of people were at the midnight service. So it was peaceful, but even at that age, yeah, I loved it.
2: Um, yeah, for me, my first church, uh, Christmas Eve experience would have been here at Crossman's back okay. when I was nine. And, you know, as a kid, you know, I remember back then they had, they had like a live nativity scene, which I thought was kind of cool. It smelled a little bit too. Um, but you're at 9 years old i was given a candle and i didn't know we didn't know what it was for you know it was the first time we experienced the the candlelight you know the silent night which has been a long standing tradition here but for, i just remember at 9 just the um, symbolism of the place going dark and then just the illumination from all these lights and just the sound of, of people's voices in unison. You know, it was, just, it was just a really cool, like the goosebumps hair raise in the back of your neck kind of a moment. And I was still learning so much about who this God was. And I hadn't even really even, you know, come to terms with that there's a God who created me, who loves me, who wants a relationship with me. It was just this like holy moment that I knew was really special. And, uh, so it was cool.
1: Uh, I'm remembering the, definitely Christmas Eve services, but uh, the church I grew up in, they did uh, a thing every Christmas for several years where they offered communion for families individually. And so uh, we would show up, and if there was another family in there, you waited in the lobby. But then when it was your turn, as a family, you go in, and it's just you and the pastor, and he leads your family through communion. It was, just, it was, a, it was a really cool moment, and it's one of the early memories I have of Christmas that meant a lot to me. And uh, just a really intimate time. And, you know, it was lit and stuff. And I don't even remember what day it was. It had been really close to Christmas. But pretty cool. That's really yeah. neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't even know what my earliest memory would
0: be. Uh, but I do remember just it was a great time to invite family who normally wouldn't go to church. Because, again, especially when we were in New Jersey. Um, they would be over at our house, my mom's side, and as we would, as I would head off the Christmas Eve service with my grandfather, my mom always went, and then we would always, uh, I'd always invite and take as many people as I could with me. But yeah, those services, I, I've always been a Christmas junkie as as long as I can remember, um, but Christmas Eve services in particular um are, are just really have always been very special to me and I've, I've been blessed enough for most of my pastoral career uh, so to speak to to be a part of churches that have had multiple Christmas Eve services so it's not like, um, just having it, uh, one, you know, one service—it's—it's it's, it's usually been multiple services, and uh, I just—I just love that, and I, I could keep going, I, you know, as far as services go. I think the most I've done is eight or plus, I think, on a given Christmas Eve, and uh, as long as uh, one year we had where we did a few and then we had a big break and we came back, that was horrible, like that was bad. But as long as they're back to back, I feel like I could almost go all day, uh, just with the excitement of seeing people come in, the kids are all excited, you know, and, um, just that, so Christmas to me centers a lot around family, of course. Um, but for me, it's, it's twofold as I'm sure it is with you too. It's, it's my family and my church family and, and both are very dear to me and to be able to Christmas Eve to me, it gives me the availability to celebrate with both in a unique way, um, you know, in the last episode, I talked about the fact that one of the traditions we have is on Christmas Eve, I read the, I read the Christmas story, the actual Christmas story with Christ, right? The real reason for the season. Um, and then, of course, I read Santa Mouse and the Twisted Night Before Christmas, you know, and I still do that. And uh, when they were little, when my kids were little, I have grandkids now, but when my kids were little, there were times where I'd rush home in between uh, our Christmas Eve services, read those books, and head back. And I remember that Christmas where we had that longer break, Um, I was able to eat like Christmas dinner with them and I didn't realize, but they had already figured out their own tradition, which was why I was still doing other services. They would actually make their own pizzas and when they found out that I was coming home, they thought I was going to ruin that because I don't like homemade pizza. And they're like, is he going to ruin you – know, and, and, and like, they didn't want me there. Like, They were like, let us eat our pizza. You go do your Christmas Eve services. And I thought that was – I thought it was pretty cool um, that they they didn't see me being there as a bad thing uh, as far as at church Christmas Eve services. They had their tradition that Krista mm-hmm. and my wife had made with them, and it was just a really special time um, that apparently I intruded on. But um, – but yeah, just just that whole that whole thought. One of the things we do here that I love, um, and I think the first year we did it, we didn't intend for it to be what it was. But we do a Christmas Eve service at Crosswinds, like several days before Christmas Eve. And so like this year, it's Wednesday to 21st at 6.30. Wednesday to 21st at 6.30. Yes, that is an infomercial. Wednesday to 21st <laughs> at 6.30. Uh, it'll be next week. So so you can do that. And I love that because I think the first year we decided to do that, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was like, just come on out. It's like a preview. Like we were, we were going to, it was our run-through service and then we realized that it was actually one of our better-attended Christmas Eve services. And it became more of a tradition now. And what I love about that service is, you know, you invite people to Christmas Eve at work or at school or whatever. And they say, well, we're busy on Christmas Eve night. And then you have this amazing twist where you go, we have a Christmas Eve service the Wednesday before Christmas Eve, you know? And and uh, it, it's been a special time. And so I, I'll just throw that out at you, actually, if uh, if you're sitting there and you know, you're saying, man, we're busy on Christmas Eve. Maybe we're traveling on Christmas Eve. There's some friends I'd love to have uh, be a part of the Christmas Eve service, but they're not able to come on actual Christmas Eve. Wednesday, next Wednesday, the 21st at 6 30 uh, is our first Christmas Eve service. And of course, being a Christmas junkie, I just love that all the more. Um, it just gets me all that excited. The time between the 21st and the 24th is going to seem like an eternity to me uh, to be able to kick into our services on that day, which are at 2, 4, and 6. Mm-hmm. So we have three on that day, two, four, and six. You don't have to memorize any of this. All you got to really memorize is crosswinds.church, uh, our website. If you go to our website, those times are there. But I love the time we, we have um, uh, here on our campus together uh, on Christmas Eve. And um, we're doing an episode next week, but it will be after the Wednesday service, where we talk about some of the things that are going on there. But some of the traditions we have here are, are interesting. You shared we continue with the candle lighting. And so when you come to that service, there's traditional stuff, but also in the lobby. There's there's a, there's a photo booths uh, where people can dress up and take wild Christmas pictures, and you know in the service there's there's times where we're singing these these very meaningful worshipful um, Christmas hymns uh, songs, right? And then uh, there's also some videos that that'll be a little less traditional and a little less uh, somber uh, that we do. And so I, I think no matter where you're coming from. Uh, and that's what I love, too. You can come and, and, and be able to experience uh, what God has for you at Christmas Eve. And I think, you know, as we share our stories, I have tons of stories, and you do too, of things that um, maybe deal with some of the commercial parts of Christmas, like silly string and so forth. Um, but on the other side of it, uh, man, it's so easy to miss the real reason why we celebrate um, Christmas in the midst of all that. And so the combination of both just really excites me. I like everything from the tacky to the traditional to the, to the spiritual to the silly string. I mean, I just, I just love this time of year um, so much. And so as it, we're sort of wrapping up here, um, Betty, we'll start with you. We'll go around the circle here. Um, so that'll be Dave, Brian, and me. Final words, Christmas memory, Christmas thoughts, Christmas wishes.
3: Wow, that's... A
0: Don't big... do all of them, because it would be here all night.
3: That's a big question. I th- I guess I just think, you know, in regards to Christmas, you mentioned family, and it's so, so, so important. It's why we drove to Oklahoma on Christmas Eve, you know, is to spend that time with family and to celebrate together what we have in Christ, that's great. you know?
2: Um,
1: well, for my family, our uh, the photo booths have become a tradition that especially my kids love. And they don't always get along, if you can believe that. Uh, (laughs) But they get along and they always take photos of just the two of them. And we have them on our fridge at home. It's so fun seeing them, you know, arm in arm, goofing off in those photo booth pictures, just the two of them. So I look forward
2: to that every year. Um, final, so they're, they're hearing this about a week before Christmas Eve, right? Um, but for, for where we're recording right now, and we have a five-year-old in the home, so we're just trying to like kind of build in our own traditions and stuff, but Christmas is all about giving. Uh, it's really nice to receive too, but you know, this whole idea of, of what God gave us on Christmas Eve. And so this year... You know we're doing the present thing and and all that and I just appreciate Becca so you know like things that we need and things that you know are are nice to have but we're not going to go like we're not going to break the bank and go into debt for Christmas presents it's not going to do that but but looking outside of our own house and and we're really asking the question of like how can we bless another family this Christmas and how can we do it as a family um, and just because God has blessed us and and we have much and. Um, so yeah, that you know I take off what it is, but you know there's something powerful about when you get together as a family and, and put your heads together about how you can be a giver and not a receiver at Christmas time. It, it makes it really special.
0: Yeah, I just uh, I, I guess my, my final word for this episode, and I've been a part of all these Christmas episodes. that will be for next week too. So I've had a lot of final words. Uh, as far as Christmas goes, but I, I would just say, you know, we're in a series right now—a Christmas to remember. You know, looking at that very first Christmas, the Christmas, you know, with Christ coming, and and how that impacts our present Christmas. And I, I don't know where you're at, but wherever you find yourself, I want you to know that um, uh, that God wants to make this a Christmas to remember. I mean, I know that may sound a little hokey, but it's real. I mean, He really does. Want to, want to sort of uh, allow you to invite him to invade your space and, and make a difference in your life, wherever you find yourself. You know, I I share I shared this uh, last episode, you know, and I probably have shared it at all the episodes. But, you know, you may find yourself right now not in a, a celebrative mood for whatever reason. Let God invade your space. Let him come in and, 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 and be the comforter that you um, need him to be, but he came to be. Um, maybe maybe you're in a situation, you know, I love what Brian said, where, where, man, you're like, the Christmas is about a God who gave. And, and let him use you to give to others and have the joy of having him work in your life. And most importantly, as we talk about Christmas, he came so that you could have life. Uh, you know, He came so that he would die on the cross for our sins, be resurrected for our salvation. But You can't separate the story of Christmas from Easter. And so, you know, if you're if you're sort of checking out the things of God, I, I just encourage you to, you know, make the decision. Receive Him as your Lord and Savior. Come on out. Be a part of what we're doing here. Let us help you take your next step. And if you're at another church, let them help you take your next step. You know, that's that's what that's what Christmas is really about. It's about celebrating Christ. That's what Christmas means. It's it's putting the focus on him. And I think the challenge of doing that during the Christmas season that's so hectic. It's great because it trains us the rest of the year when things are hectic to know that we're still supposed to be focusing on him and allowing him to invade our space and do something quite remarkable in our life and only he can do. And so wherever you find yourself right now, whether whether you're living it up this Christmas or whether you're having a, a you know, what, what we'd say a blue Christmas, right? I just want you to know that that Christ is the difference maker, that he is the reason why we celebrate this season, and is the reason why we exist, period. And I just hope that, um, that as you focus on him, that this will be a Christmas to remember, that you'll have a Merry Christmas. And so Um, I encourage you to join us next week. We're going to be talking about our Christmas Eve services a little bit. And so I'm excited about that. Um, As we head down to the end of the year, uh, we have uh, the week after that, we're going to be talking about what does it look like to have a fresh start and uh, talking about some of our calendar stuff here at Crosswinds. And so we already talked about the Christmas Eve services, Wednesday the 21st, 630. Christmas Eve 2, 4, and 6. If you show up on Christmas Day, um, there won't be services that day. Uh, We're having them all on Christmas Eve, putting all of our focus on that. If you're like, I can't believe we're not having church on Sunday, we're just doing it on Sabbath this year. And so uh, we're having a traditional Sabbath with Christmas Eve, and so we're doing it then. And then we're doing something unique the following week, and uh, I'll leave that for that podcast to give you a heads up, or you can go to our website at crosswinds.church to learn more about our holiday calendar. Um, But check out crosswinds.church. You can learn about our service, times. You can connect with us. You can uh, hear more about what we're about and how you can be a part of it. For now, uh, thanks for listening and be blessed and bless others. And I hope you're having a very, very Merry Christmas.